0: needs a willing heart God does not force us into a relationship with him he lets us choose that so we have to choose to have a relationship with him we have to choose to listen to him by getting into the word and knowing what he says we have to choose to listen to him by being still and letting the Holy Spirit invade our hearts invade our lives and fill our spirits and we have to talk to him through prayer through journaling We have to let Him be a part of our lives. We have to love God. Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's word to renew our minds, learning how to apply his truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way he intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends, Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I wanna point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friends, it's Ryan. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, and happy Faith Friday. I'm very excited to continue the conversation that we started last week, which began with Why should we cultivate a deeper relationship with God? And today I'm going to talk about the how, how do we cultivate that deeper relationship? So I love to look to scripture for everything and that's what I do as I'm continuing to grow my faith. I look to see what God says about anything that I'm thinking about or that. I'm working on myself or something that I'm processing that's going on in the world, right? What does the scripture have to say about that? And I think that the answer to how do we cultivate a relationship with God lies in Matthew 22, when Jesus is asked by the Pharisees, what is the greatest commandment? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So it comes down to loving God and loving people. And it makes so much sense for me. And it's probably because this is literally our church's motto, love God, love people. That is what it's all about. That is how we should live our lives. So let's talk about it a little bit. What does love God, love people mean? In order to love God, we need to treat it like a relationship, right? And I know that it can feel intangible, but when we really understand that it is meant to be a relationship, the back and forth, it changes everything. So to have a relationship with someone, what do you do? You talk to them, you spend time with them, you you listen to them and what they have to say. So we do that through prayer and through Bible reading, and through just being still and letting the Holy Spirit invade our lives and our spirits. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So to have a relationship with God, we have to be in it all the way. He can't be an afterthought in our lives all the time. Because if we treated a relationship like that, what would happen? It would It would fail. It would not thrive. And it's the same with God. And yes, he is supernatural and he can do all things, but he still needs a willing heart. God does not force us into a relationship with him. He lets us choose that. So we have to choose to have a relationship with him. We have to choose to listen to him by getting into the word and knowing what he says. We have to choose to listen to him by being still and letting the holy spirit invade our hearts invade our lives and fill our spirits and we have to talk to him through prayer through journaling we have to let him be a part of our lives we have to love god and another part of loving god is obeying him obeying what his word says and what he calls us to do and tells us to do you know we all have that intuition that is the holy spirit guiding us so we have to listen to it and follow it and we have to talk to god we need to talk to god all the time that's all that praying is it's talking to our father it's letting him know how we're feeling it's letting him know when we're down and we need him and we're going to scripture to refill our souls and we are Thanking him for all that he is and all that he's done. And we're talking to him at night before we go to bed and in the morning when we wake up and throughout the day, whether we're having a good or a bad day, you know, we're, we're thanking him if we're having a good day. We're asking him for help if we're having a tough day. That is prayer. That is talking to God. Now, second, it's important to love people, right? And That is what Jesus did here on this earth. He was the most incredible example for us. We have to love people, and we can do that through our own actions. You know, there's the what would Jesus do slogan, and our pastors have been talking about this a lot. It's really what would Jesus do if he were me? Because Jesus was way more powerful than us, right? He actually had supernatural ability because he is one with God. But what would Jesus do if he were me, right? When he walked the earth, how did he behave? And we can learn about that. We can learn about his character by reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Our actions should be like Jesus. Our actions should love people. It shouldn't be judgmental. It shouldn't be hateful. It shouldn't be self-serving even. It's really important to... Love people the way that Jesus would. That agape love, unconditional, selfless love. We do that by being in community with other people too because when we're in community, we can help each other. Sometimes it's a give and sometimes it's a receive. Sometimes we are helping others and sometimes others are helping us. So it's about being with other people and loving other people through our actions. Sometimes we are the only Bible that anybody will read. Sometimes the only way people will come to know who God is is through us and through our actions. So do people know that you're a believer based on your actions? Would they be wondering what the light is in your life and would they want to know more about it? Or are they on the opposite end of, I don't want to be like that person. And if so, that's when we really need to do a heart check and reevaluate how we're living our life and how we're not loving people well, how we're not reflecting God to people through ourselves and our lives and our actions. So that's an important question to ask yourself. And then a couple of other ways that you can cultivate a relationship with God. First of all, you need to have a willing, teachable, and open heart. I want to read Proverbs eight thirty-two through 36 to you. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. And you know really all throughout the Bible, especially in Proverbs, you hear about taking instruction and being wise by keeping God's ways. We absolutely need to have that open heart to the Bible so that whatever it's teaching us and telling us, we need to put that into our lives, put it into practice and examine our own ways. Another thing that I wanted to share is that you need to believe that you're forgiven. We can't really cultivate a relationship with God if we don't believe that he forgives us for our sins, because that means we're always going to doubt his love for us, right? If we cannot believe and accept that he truly loves us as his children and will forgive us for our sins, that's always going to keep a gap between us and God. And what it's also going to do is keep a gap between you and others because if you can't believe that you are forgiven, you are also not going to forgive other people for their sins and hurts against you. So you truly have to believe that you are forgiven, accept that forgiveness, and thank God for that forgiveness, and then be certain to pass it on to others when they have hurt you. And I actually think that's a really big peace that holds people back from God and his love. It just keeps us separated because we can't truly believe that someone could forgive us in those ways for what might be terrible sins. But God forgives us. We're his children and he loves us. And when we ask for forgiveness, he will give it to us and we have to accept it. And he's not like people. God is not like people who you're not sure if, If they really forgive you, right? Or if they're harboring that resentment in their heart, but God is not like that. He is a God of forgiveness. He is a loving God. And all he wants is for his children to turn back to him. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention is to fast. If you want to cultivate a relationship with God and you feel like you are doing all the things, you're spending time with him, you're talking to him, you are reading your Bible... And you still feel like you're not having a breakthrough. First of all, I would encourage you to make sure you're journaling along with that. And you're just looking through the times throughout the day that God is speaking to you. That the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. But another thing is to fast. And it can be from anything that might be taking you away from more time with God. Or that might just be distracting you in a little way, but it 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 matters. You can fast from social media, as I'm doing right now. You can fast from food. You can fast from video games, from your cell phone in general, for the most part. You can fast from television or music, certain types of music. You can fast from shopping. You can fast from gossiping, which is actually probably pretty powerful when you're not talking about other people or you're being really aware of what you are saying about people. So th- those are just a few other things to take into account of how you can cultivate a relationship with God and maybe why you're not able to at this point in your life. I hope that that was super helpful and I just want to leave you... With this one, because I read this on Instagram recently before I got off social media, it said, it's hard to get in shape spiritually when you only work out on Sundays. And I think that is a perfect analogy for this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Come chat with me over in the Facebook group. That is the only time I am using social media is once a week. I'm hopping into the Facebook group. So Come chat over there and let me know if you enjoyed this episode, if it was helpful, if you're going to use any of these tips, and if I can help you at all to cultivate a relationship with God and just really keep you focused on that. Because as I've said so many times, community is so important and having other believers in your corner is so important. So I would love to chat with you. Come hop over into the Facebook group. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine on you, be gracious to you, turn his face toward you, and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to Manus and the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye! Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wellness and the Word. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to come over and join our group on Facebook, the Wellness and the Word community. We would love to have you over there as we continue to build friendships and build community rooted in Christ who can help each other through this life, who can help each other stay accountable to the importance of our relationship with God.